Imagine how much you'd learn if you could ask your personal heroes anything you want about their life and their secrets to success. In each episode, we get to do that. This is the Playground Broadcast. Where everyone plays and no day is the same. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I was playing some music as I was waiting for you. Yeah, it's very nice. So this is jazz music. Oh. Yes, and the guy is playing jazz music from uh, the best hit songs around the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, Sounds it's beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to dive into this. <laughs> this is fantastic after so many trials, right? Yeah, I know. Finally. Yeah, I knew it would work. I think some of these things, you have to give them time. Exactly. Yes. Let's dive into it and let's get started. Yeah. Now tell us about uh, this wonderful person that is so passionate about theatre. Where did it all start? So for me, you know, drama has always been a huge part of my life. And I think it started when I was nine. All right. So growing up, I've always been this very socially anxious person, right? I couldn't even say, oh, hi, or hello to even family members. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of carried this social anxiety with me for a long time in my life. Yeah. So when I was about nine years old, my best friend was going to audition for this play called Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. And she was auditioning for this role called Mergiana, mm -hmm. which was the lead role, essentially. And, you know me being a good friend, I went to support her for the audition and I went to watch her and suddenly she said, okay, you know what? You should also audition. Mm -hmm. And a few of my other friends are like, oh my God, yeah, Dia, you should audition too. And then my teacher joined and said, yes, you should audition too. And I said, okay, fine. And I gave it only because I was feeling pressured. Yes. And I got the role. I got the lead role for yes. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Right. And they said, you know, you have to choreograph your own piece. You have to sing a song. And it was all so like overwhelming, especially because it was my first time on stage. Yes. So weeks and weeks of preparation and on opening night, mm -hmm. like the moment I got on that stage and the moment I started dancing to my own piece and singing that song, it just felt like no one else was there. It was just me. It was just Dia on stage right. in her own little bubble. Yes. And weirdly, it felt so liberating. It felt like I was free. Like it felt like I'd almost gotten my voice back indirectly. But yes, I'd gotten my voice back, yeah. you know, and I'd gotten like a standing ovation and people are like, oh, my God, look at her. That's her, right? That's Dia, right? Yes. And I mean, the appreciation was just like an added bonus. But most of all, I think I just had that realization that this is this is what's going to help me develop myself as a person, right? Mm -hmm. This is what is going to make me more confident and regain my voice. So it just started as like a notion for self-development. Right. This is quite an amazing story. You know, yes. Yeah, sorry, you can go ahead. This is quite an amazing story. And, and, and most of the times, our journeys always start in a weird way. We, yeah. we, we are never prepared. We, we, we never know about it until it just happens naturally. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's kind of unusual if you think about it, right? Like a person with so much social anxiety going in and standing on stage in front of like hundreds of audience members. Right. Do you, do you think this prepared you uh, for other performances and for you to play other characters and roles as well in future? 
Oh yeah, 100%. You know, after, you know, Alibaba and the 40s, every opportunity that I got, right. I would just take part in any production, you know, the school annual productions, any external like theater company productions. And I, you know, I'd even been going for like acting courses and like group classes just to kind of keep myself engaged and, you know, proactive. Yes. So apart from the Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, what other plays have you done that are outside the school? So after that, I did this play called Ramayana, right, which is based on the Indian, like uh, an Indian mythological story. And I actually ended up playing the villain in that one. I was playing like an old lady. I was wearing a wig and it wasn't much of a role, but it was it was still like a small role. And I think, you know, the the size of the role doesn't matter as long as I get some exposure on stage. That's all that mattered to me at that point. That makes sense. And and so do you find it easy to play uh, the role of a villain or the role of a hero? Honestly, I think I can't choose. Honestly, for for me, whatever role I'm given, you know, whether it's a hero, whether it's a villain or a supporting side like, character yeah, or best friend, yeah. it's kind of easy as long as you kind of get in the head of that actor, of that character. What is this character going to be thinking right now? Yeah. What would the character do at this moment? If you're just in the head of the character, that's it. That's all you need. Right? You don't have to focus on anything else. You can play any role. It, it, it's It's amazing. Once I hear you have to be in the life of the character and ask yourself, what if you were in that character? And that reminds me, uh, one of the systems, one of the ways of training an actor by Stanislavski, uh, it's called magic. If what if you actually that character, how would you play about it? So, and you can see what you're saying is also, uh, it was also brought about by practitioners like, uh, Constantine Stanislavski with a Russian practitioner. Do you think just by acting, it also opened doors for you uh, to be passionate about theater and also to learn about practitioners and other things that you had not known before. Oh, definitely. You know, so until I think I did my IGCC drama subject course or my A-level drama subject course, for me, you know, drama was just acting. I had like no other... Like I, I wasn't aware of anything else apart from acting, right? Yes. So once I started IGCSE drama and A-level drama, I started learning about practitioners, you know? Um, yes. You know about Brecht, the German playwright, Brecht? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's one of my, you know, and, you know, after learning about him, he's been one of my inspirations, right? Wow. His idea was that he should use theater as like a form for change. You know, every play of his would have a social message, right? Addressing society, political issues, economical issues. And he wanted people to kind of think and he wanted them to make a change. So, and I guess Brett has been like a huge role model in that sense, right? And he's opened a lot of other doors for how people view acting and drama. Yes. You know, when you said Martel Brecht, I was quite shocked because this is what I'm teaching at the grade nines. And it's, it's, it's one of the, the practitioners that I'm also teaching DP ones. And, and, oh, wow. and one of the techniques that I'm just amazed by Battle Brecht is the use of placards, changing costumes oh, on yeah, stage and the set design. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, it is, you know, and he directly like addresses the audience. He breaks that fourth wall. And that's so amazing. I really love that. Wow. It's great to hear that. And and in a way, when you learn one practitioner and learn another one, you realize that their techniques and skills are interwoven somehow. You become a better student when you're learning all these practitioners. Yes, of course. 100%. Wow. So tell us about your journey as well in devising, coming up with your own production or plays on stage. Have you tried to create your own monologues and how has that been so far? 
Oh, yeah. So for again, this is during my IGCC drama course. So I think it was one of our final coursework pieces and we had to devise our own monologue. And I think even one week before the deadline, I still couldn't think of anything. I was still like, okay, I don't have any idea how I'm going to do my own monologue, right? Because so far I've been going by scripts. And I think just a couple of days before I had to submit the monologue, my older dog, I'm called Happy, he killed a cat. And I thought... Okay, maybe the first thing that came to my my mind was, okay, you know what? I should use this incident as the centerpiece for my monologue. It was very eccentric. So my idea was that I'm going to play a dog, right? I'm going to play my older dog, Happy, who's killed a cat. And, you know, after lots of complaints from like neighbors and all, he's been mandated to go to therapy, like a psychology therapy session. So my monologue takes place in that psychology therapy session. The dog talks about his insecurities. The dog talks about his cultural issues. The dog talks about his rage and his anger control problems. And there's even tears and breakdowns. There's even comedic moments, right? I come on stage wearing my own dog's collar. I come on stage wearing wearing a leash and a harness. And I come and sit in a psychology therapy session. And I guess it made me also realize that Drama seriously pushes you. Like, there is no limit to your imaginations. And I would like to say, the more eccentric, the better. Just like, trust your gut. Whichever idea you get, just trust your gut and go for it. And, and in fact, yes. this was the monologue that ended up getting me an A star. So, yay yeah. for that. Yes. So, I'm, I'm really amazed you said there is no limit to imagination while you're in theater. Do you think, as a, as a, as a theater student, that this has really helped you? You know, there's no limit to imagination. Do you think it has helped even in other subjects and in your personal life? Yeah, I think this no limit to imagination has helped me deeply in my personal life. Because obviously, I've mentioned before that I'm a very reserved, very anxious person. So every time I would do something, I would always calculate my decision. I would always think, okay, should I do this? Should I do that? I always restrict myself. So once I kind of started pushing myself in the theater more, I realized that you know, I should just go with the flow. I shouldn't overthink stuff. Just let loose and go with the flow. And it's just going to come to you. And drama has really helped in that sense. Wow. This is quite amazing. And to shock you as a drama teacher or as a theater teacher, it has also opened doors for me. And it has also made me become a very different person. I am not afraid to air my opinions. Neither am I afraid to think beyond people's perspectives. So you, you're always open to more ideas, to more knowledge. You want to go further, you know. And and it gives you strength and confidence to be able to talk to anyone in any part of the world. And that's the yeah, beauty of theater. I agree. I mean, it's almost the same for me as well, right? I mean, it's a beautiful way to put it that way. It's amazing. So what can you tell us about your theater journey that you think people don't know about, that you'd love for them to know? So one thing that a lot of people actually don't know about me is that I am a storyteller and not in the sense of acting, but when I was younger, you know, in in my mom's effort to try to get me to break out of my shell at that point, Mm -hmm. my school, um, when I was, I think, about four or five, had something called a storytelling competition. So we'd have to like think of a story, memorize a story and kind of go narrate it in front of people, right? And I did that and people actually chose me to represent my entire school in like amongst other campuses. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this kind of experience embedded in me that, you know, I loved telling stories, but also I want events so much so that I actually wanted to be part of these stories. And that's where kind of drama also came into play. Yes. Wow. 
and this reminds me storytelling it's one of the most powerful tools of telling uh, a story and i remember there's several techniques that that someone can use when you're telling a story you can use a freeze frame to tell a story you can actually dance to a story you can use a uh, instrument they they call it percussion storytelling to 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 tell a story so many varieties of telling a story yeah of course i mean if, you know with storytelling you can even make the most mundane and most ordinary things seem like something so amazing that is true Wow. So, so what are you planning to do in future about theatre? Do you want to do a degree? Do you want to do a master's? Or do you want to do a different career and continue with your uh, theatre passion and, and world? What's your plan? So, you know, currently I'm I'm intending to major at drama um, at university. So my drama school applications actually go out in November. So I'm currently like preparing so that writing my essays, preparing my monologues, my audition and all of that. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I plan to go into stage, not so much like screen, mm-hmm. because I think stage was kind of like it feels like home. It's the place where I started drama, and it's the place where I want to stay. Yes. So you want to be on stage. You want to act on stage. Yes. That's that's brilliant. And 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 maybe one last thing that maybe I want to ask is, so do you want to just be an actor, or do you want to continue and learn other? styles and techniques probably other uh, uh, roles like being a director for a cast or what other journeys would you want to try uh, apart from being an actor on stage oh yes definitely you know i'm not i'm open to a lot of things because drama when people think of drama it's not just acting right there's yeah. so many layers and levels to drama right you can That's... become a director you can become you can go into production you can go into dancing you can go into like technical work or stage management agents corporate theater educational theater even like teaching drama so i'm open to all of it i'm like i want to explore everything and kind of just put myself right in the course wow that's quite amazing and 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 this is this is brilliant and and i wish you all the best in your theatrical life and i hope one day you'll come to africa especially kenya and get to watch our Kenyan performances on stage. Oh, thank you so much. I've been wanting to come back to Africa. I came like nine years back on a holiday and I've been wanting to come back. Wow, wow. Amazing. Well, Dia, unless you have something else to add, that will be the end of our podcast. What would you like the, your audience to know about you? And uh, as a last thing, maybe one word about you. And where can they find you on Facebook, on Instagram? Where can they get you? Okay, yeah. So first of all, you can find me on Instagram at dia.r underscore ayur. Right. And, you know, one thing I have to say about the audiences, and as cliched as it sounds, it can't get any more better than this, right? There is no limit to your imagination. And again, like as I like to say, the more eccentric, the better, right? Don't let anyone else have any like perceived, you know, perceived notions of you. Just go with the flow and just be yourself. And it's just going to come to you. Wow, amazing. That was Dia, an amazing theatrical student, passionate, who loves being on stage. Thank you, Thea, for, for joining our podcast. Thank you so much, Eric. It was lovely talking to you. It's amazing. Awesome. See you another time. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.